question whether this happens to you, but it's so awesome that we all know there's, there's waves coming that seem to overtake us. Right. Isn't that right, Jimmy? Uh, there's just waves, waves that are coming. And uh, all we have to do, if you'll remember, all Peter had to say was, Jesus saved me. Same situation. He was fixing to sink. He decided he could walk out there because Jesus said, come on. And then he decided that the waves were too big and they were bigger than Jesus, the one that called him. And that's what we do. We get to a place sometimes where we think what God called us to is bigger than God, so we back out of what he called us to. I can preach if you want me to. Huh? That's the real truth. We back out of ministry. We should never back out of ministry. The enemy laughs and we run. I've always told God, here I am. Let me be a missile in your hand against the enemy. I don't want to be afraid. At times I am. And I think Pastor Colby long ago preached a message. Do it if you're, even if you're afraid. Do it. Right. Well, that's what I do sometimes. I don't tell you all about it. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sometimes my knees are knocking. I'm just still doing it. I'm just going to keep walking. It may not be as fast. Maybe, God, you're going to do something before I get You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me give him a chance. <laughs> sometimes it's just me getting there and just following through with what he said. And the waves never overtake me. And even if they did, it would be something and he allowed and I would go home and I'd see y'all later. Come on, somebody. Today I want to talk about something so important. God gave this to me. And if we don't have this, it's hard to tell them now. Because if you can't can't see in the future a little bit to tell them now, you won't be able to tell them now because you miss the people you're supposed to talk to. You know, in the Bible it talks about one time he was talking to the Pharisees and he said, you know, y'all can look at the clouds and see when it's going to rain, but really you can't discern the signs of the times. That's what he said, okay? I mean, that's so, what he was doing, he was almost making fun of the fact that they could see in the natural, but in the real truth, Davy, it was supposed to be the fact that they were supposed to see more in the spiritual. But we've been so locked down into believing in what we can see instead of what we don't see that we miss what we're supposed to see and we see what we're not supposed to see. And we emphasize what we see instead of what we're not supposed to see. Now get that on tape because I can't repeat it. I don't even know if I know what I said just then. You got it? Let me see it before I see it. Let me see it before I see it. You know, it's really important if you see railroad lights before you see them. Oh, you're right. Yep. Am I the only one to get in this? Back when I was a kid, they didn't have all them bars that go down, but you better, you, you, yeah. you know, y'all know what I'm talking about here? You better see it before you, the last thing you see. You better see it before you see it. Isn't that right? How about a drawbridge? <laughs> Don't tell me you missed it. <laughs> Dang it, I thought that thing was down. I wasn't paying attention there. I was grabbing at my wife about something. Come on, somebody. Huh? Can't believe I missed that. would be your last miss. Somebody thinks you're trying to commit suicide. Suicide's the way old people say it. I'm not old, but I'm just saying it like that. Right, Steve? We're not old, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Anybody with a good-looking beard like that can't be old. Amen. How about, I'm trying to see if I can read this. I can't read my writing here. I have one more thing I was going to tell you about. 
I can't read it. Oh, well. I'm just thinking about some things. Maybe you can think of a couple of things. Anybody think of anything? We ought to see it before we see it. Dead end sign. That dead end sign. That's really good. You, you can be acting stupid and miss that dead end sign. That'd be one of those. I've heard of people missing those before. They ask him what happened right before he died. I missed the dead end sign. Yes, you did. What else? Yeah. One. Oh. You know, when I was a kid, this is a story I don't need to be telling, but anyway, <laughs> me and my friend were in Houston, and we were from, uh, from Sweeney, Texas, a little town about like this, and uh, we were in Houston, and, and I don't remember what condition we were in, but we were, I don't think it was bad, really, because I wasn't, I wasn't into that back then. I waited until I got older to be stupid. I really was. I didn't do anything bad. You know, I was just, I mean, I've sinned, but I mean, I wasn't a drug head like I was when I graduated from high school, and a drunk truth and then I we were in Houston and this friend of mine was kind of shaky driving anyway and we turned down on the freeway down a one-way area the wrong way we put that thing in reverse and I don't know if his transmission will ever be the same but we smoked tired but we didn't get killed you understand <laughs> see we didn't see it before we saw it but we saw it after we saw come on yeah. at least we had a chance to back out huh there's many times we get into situations where it's too late to back out. Somebody help me. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Anybody else have one more thing you want to mention? Turn around, don't drown. That's just stupid. I hate to tell you. Don't tell me because you had a four-wheeler Hummer that you were going to go through it. Come on. Water's powerful. You're right. If you see that, just turn around. Or you got a little Volkswagen. It's a bad car. It's going to float across. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Some people, some of the things we do, we don't see it before we see it. If there's ever been a lack of vision in the church, I would say today we seem to be void of the view God wants us to have. I really do. We let the news media give us all of our vision about how much fear we're supposed to live in and how jacked up our country is when we all know that only God can straighten it out. Am I wrong or right? And we all turn here, we all turn there, and it's only God can straighten this thing out. And, we're, and we still think there's a man. We still think there's somebody we can elect to straighten it out. Christ knew before the foundation of the world. See, he saw it before he saw it. Are you listening to me? 1 Peter 1, 19 and 20 says, But with the precious, oh, but with the precious of Christ as of a man. without Blemish and without spot. Don't we have one more there? Who verily was foreordained. Who was verily foreordained. So you got to get this. This is where he's seeing it. He's seeing it before he sees it. When? When? The foundation of the world, but was in these last times for... Now, you're getting this. He already saw it, but it's manifest, which means shows, so that we can see what he already saw. And if we have the same spirit that raised him from the dead, Robert, we're supposed to be seeing like he saw before it happened. Then he saw it. Matthew 26, 39. Going a little. Oh, I like this. I can preach on farther all night long. Farther. There's many of us that have just gone just a little bit, and we think that's enough. Listen, he did it all for you. He expects all from you. Amen. That means quit relying upon yourself. 
The waves are on the way. That's all they are is to drown you so you can rise again. Okay? Farther. He fell with his faith. What did he fall with? Because when you lose faith, <laughs> I can preach on that. I just want to preach on everything today. What am I supposed to do? Listen, you can't meet Jesus until you lose faith. Golly. Frog, you remember that time we was in, we was in over there in that, in that Africa? And remember I went off at that last church like a wild man? That's what I want to do right now, but I'm not. <laughs> to the ground and... So he went further, he fell to his face, and he... So it seems like to me, if I wanted to, I could stop right there, preach all day long, and these are the three steps to get you to see before you see. That's not what I'm preaching on, though. I got to keep going. Y'all know I get tied up in all this stuff, and I want to preach. It's so, you know, when you start doing this, you just, God just starts showing you things even before you get here. And then when you get here, he goes, one, two, three. If we can do that, let's go home. Pray. Anybody want to get saved? Let's go home. If you just apply these three, because the problem is I'm going to keep going and you're going to forget these three. If it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Huh? He went further. He fell to his face and he prayed. My father, if it is May this cup be from me, yet not as, but as you, not as I will, but as you will. So he got to a place where he had to see, he already saw beyond, are you listening to me? He saw beyond, but he says, okay, now this is going to get pretty radical here, I already know what's going to happen, but is there any way, but he already knew he was the only one that could drink this cup because nobody else was perfect, nobody else was sinless. He had to drink this cup. Many of our downfalls happen because we fall down in vision. As I walk each morning, God revealed to me about seeing before I see it. I was walking the other day, you know, I'm forced to walk two miles a day whether I want to or not. I know it. But there are these grain storage buildings I can see about a quarter mile away. I'll get up and I can see them. And since I pray about the day before it happens, God was showing me Seeing those was too close, spiritually. He said, you see them, they're about a quarter mile away. But he said, spiritually, that's too close because the enemy has already got a leg up on you. And I was walking, I saw those things, and he said, that's not how cl- that's too close. The enemy's already up on you. See, because we, that's what I'm talking about. We want to see things manifest in the natural, and we feel good about it, and God said, that's too close. That's way too close. I want you to see those things before you come around the hill. You understand? I need to see them before I see them. I want you to get this today. I'm going to keep saying it over and over, and I hope you get it. See, sometimes I preach, and I either think it's too high for me or too high for you or too low for you, and nothing's too low for me, I can assure you. So I said, what do you mean? He said, look spiritually into the future and see those things that can harm or help you so that you can make godly decisions. Are you with me? Everybody with me? There should be nothing that surprises you. Let me say that again. You know how many of you act like when something happens you're so surprised? It's because you never saw it before you saw it because you never looked for it. Not spiritually. Not spiritually. I want you to see them before you see them. Are you getting this? Are you really getting this? Are you going to leave here and forget what I'm trying to teach you right now? It's so important to see this. 
If you're getting information from a source that's not of God, then it's always going to distort your view. Don't you understand? It's going to take away from what God's trying to show you, and then you'll never see it before you see it. And you wonder why you don't see it. And then you wonder why you're bankrupt. Then you wonder why you're in trouble. Then you wonder why all this adversity is happening. So you blame God and you blame everybody else. But in reality, it's because you didn't see it before you were supposed to see it. Not all the time. Many blessings are missed and many traps are falling into because of our lack of vision. I just said that before that, but I just put it in concise right there. Isn't that right? Mark 13, 32 through 37. No one about that day are, not even the in heaven nor the, but only the Father. Be on, be on. So that means I'm supposed to be looking, Dawn. Right? I'm looking. I'm looking so that something doesn't overtake me. Be alert. You do not know. You do not know. That time will come. It is like uh, going away. He leaves his house and puts his in charge. Each with his task and tells that one at the to keep watch. Now you think about that. See, I could stop and preach right there. There's a whole message in there. There's a whole message right there in just the words I underlined. I didn't even know that until I'm getting here today. I got so many sermons in this one thing. I don't know what to do. And I have to be careful because I'll get distracted and not tell you the main thing what I want to tell you therefore keep because you do not when the owner of the will come back whether in the or at midnight or when the crows are at dawn if he comes do not let him find you ooh what I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. watch. So I'm supposed to see before I see. How many of y'all are watching? I don't raise your hand because I know I don't want you to lie. I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling the truth. I know you got up this morning and you didn't have many of you in here, maybe most of you didn't even wake up with a spiritual view. You didn't even wake up thinking about what's best for your family, what God was trying to tell you as the man of the house, the woman of the house, what he expects for your children, what he expects you to represent in this community, how he wants you to handle your job, how he wants you to handle even this day, just the next 24 hours. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 7. Now, about the times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you... Very well, that the day of the will come like a thief in the While people are saying and safety will come on them as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not. But you are not in darkness. But you are not in How come we act like we're in darkness? We ought to be so excited that we're the only ones that can see. It's only the lost world that can't see the, the end of the world coming. It's the lost world. And those that are brothers, it says brothers here. It's not talking about the lost world. We're supposed to be able to see. We're not going to be overtaken like a thief in the night. Okay? You are all sons of the, and sons of the, 
we do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are, but let us be alert and self-control. So if that being the case, no matter what's going on in our world today, Howard, we're supposed to know and have confidence in that God hadn't lost control of anything. And there's neither candidate can do anything for us, really and truthfully. You pray for them, no matter which one is elected. I'm serious. You better pray for them. The Bible tells you to pray for them. Because the decisions they make affect us. But more importantly, God is still God. I'm so, I'm so tired of hearing us wanting to save the whales, to rescue every dog out there. But we can't rescue the dogs. I've told you this before because we're killing kids that are supposed to take care of the dogs. How are we going to keep all these dogs and we kill killing all the kids? Listen, the greatest thing that Jesus ever made was mankind. So we need to be saving mankind. We must learn to see before we see. When God says something to us, we must begin to see before we see it. Do you understand? Are you getting this today? You can respond. Say yes. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't say that. That'll make you look dumb right now. Then you'll make me go back and start the sermon all over again. We have stood too long in the dark. Isn't that true? As those without an understanding of who we are in Christ. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with another and the of Jesus, his son, us from all sin. Now, what is important about that? If you're purified from sin, sin is the only thing that blocks your vision. See, that's why that's so important. It's talking about light and vision there. When you're in the middle of sin, you can't see the hand of God. You can't see the move of God. You can't feel and sense where he's trying to lead you. Why? Because sin is the block. There's sin block. Many, uh, many, of, many of us cannot see before we see because our fellowship with one another is causing darkness. Oh, that's one thing that really stops us. Our fellowship one with another. Our regarding our relationship one with another is really blocking us in our sight. Luke 14. I'm using a lot of scripture today because I just like scripture. And I think it has more significance than I do in my words. Luke 14. But don't until you count the cost. For who would begin of a building without first... The cost to see if there is enough to finish it. Otherwise, you might only the foundation before running out of, and then everyone would at you. They would say, there's the who started that building and couldn't have to finish it. Why? What was the problem? He couldn't see before he saw. You've got to be able to see the finished product, but in the same aspect, you've got to see finances before you can see the building. We've got builders in here, several of them. You've got to learn to see before you see it. You understand? There's a building in Israel. Uh, it was going to be a huge hotel right on the Mediterranean in Akko. I mean, it's huge. I don't know how many stories it was, but it's nothing but a cement structure because the guy that started it ran out of money. And you just ride by it, and you go, man, that could have been a great building. Yeah, but all he did, he never, he couldn't finish any of it. It was just the structure itself. The, the, I mean, the whole thing was finished outside and inside. I don't, I don't mean finished, finished. I mean, just the walls were up. Nothing was finished. 
And it was a waste because he couldn't see before he saw. We have to be able to do this. This is seeing before you see it. I believe Moses saw the Red Sea part. You know that? I really do. I believe he saw it part before he saw it. Why else would you stand up all night with a staff like this and wait for an east wind from God? He had to believe. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He had to believe what God told him to do or else why would he have done it? He saw it part before it parted. That's what some of us need to get a hold of. God so wants to see your life as it is in him before you see it. That's why you're stuck because you're still looking at your life in you. It'll never look as good as it does in Christ. But you've got to see it before you see it. Romans 4, 17. And it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. You must see it before you see it. Why else would he stand up all night with a staff? He saw it before he saw it. There's a Red Sea in front of him. There's people griping. Uh-oh. That's not here. But he had about 1.6 million people griping about, why did you bring us out of Egypt? Maybe we should have just died in Egypt. Were there not enough graves in Egypt? Instead, Moses stood fast. Y'all shut up. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And he went up there all night long, stood there like this. Don't you know he was praying, God, the east wind better start blowing. (laughs) Come on. He hadn't left you hanging. Somebody always tell me, I say, how you doing? I'm just hanging in there. I said, no, you're not Jesus hung in there. You're not hanging in there. He hung so you don't have to hang. Huh? You're not cursed. Everyone's hung on a tree is cursed. He was cursed on your behalf. You ought to be able to see that before you see it. You know, getting someone to see success before they see it is the motivation. Am I wrong or right? If you can see it, if you can see it before they see it, Man, it's like putting that corn out there to that mule. I can't quite get it until it's time to get it. When I coached, we would talk about winning district. You have to. You, gotta, you know, you start about the first game, and then you go to district, and then you start talking about, okay, now we're going to get in the playoffs. And back then, the Astrodome was the big thing to play in. So we would have a picture of the Astrodome, and we'd call it the big house. We're playing in the big house this year. We're going to the big house. It'd take about three rounds to get there, but you're going to the big house. And every time at the end of practice, we'd talk about the big house. We'd talk about, okay, we got to win. We got to win here. We got to win here. But bless God, we're getting to the big house. The final goal is the big house. Why? Because we had to teach them to see it before they saw it. See, that's what you have to be able to see in Scripture. Don't just read Scripture. See what God's trying to show you before you see it because you'll keep going until it manifests because it's a promise and all you have to do is believe. It's important. When there's no vision like that, teams don't win, churches don't go anywhere. I see people all around in our church lately. Tell them now. I wear this thing everywhere. Tell them now. I like to tell them now. I wanted somebody to say, what's that TTN? You have to go to the bathroom? No. Mm-mm. I really kind of do right now, just to be honest. But I know I have to wait till I get there preaching. I was over in Israel. I mean, I was over in Africa one time, and we were preaching in Tanzania. And I ain't lying. It was, it was man, I was up there preaching, and we'd eaten some stuff earlier that day 
And I don't know if you've seen Dumber Dumber, but it was like turbo lats hit me. And there was a, a sound in my stomach that nobody else heard but me, but it sounded like a, like a, a huge 12-inch crescent wrench just dropped in the bottom of my stomach. And I was preaching to all these people, and Don Babbin was sitting on the front row, and I said, Don, <clears throat> I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to go, but be ready to pick it up. And I sat there for about 30 seconds and didn't move. And all, <laughs> all these Africans were looking at me like, okay, this dude's weird. <laughs> Finally, I caught my breath and kept going. You understand? Why? Because I saw I could finish before I... I finished. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got that or not, but it was, it really was serious. And after that sermon was over, it was serious. I don't know why we're talking about this, but I'm telling you, I saw it before I saw it. <laughs> Brandon, how come I always leave you to cover me? Proverbs 29, 18. See, if you don't use scripture, you don't believe what I'm telling you. You have to know what we're saying. Howard, I know you believe this. I really do. I can see it in your face. I know you believe it. Where there is no, the people, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Vision is knowledge, and it leads to now and future actions, which will build up or tear down. Are, are, are you getting this? You know, young people, if you could grab a hold of this, how much victory would you have before you have it? You have to learn that God's already prepared the way for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 is not a lie. Even though it's Pastor Kobe's favorite verse, it's still not a lie. It's still the truth every time you say it. It's still the truth. It's not just a scripture that's worn out. It's the truth. Okay, I got a couple of stories I want to tell you. Now, I want to tell you about people that see things before they see things. Because if you don't, they really make you afraid. They really make you confused. In 2 Kings 6, 8 through 12, I'm going to read this. And I just want you to listen. You don't have to just, just listen. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. So they've got an enemy, Aram. Believe it or not, that's where Abraham came from, Aram. So really, before the Jews ever became the Jews, they were nothing but Gentiles. That'll blow your mind to think about it, won't it? They were just nothing but idolaters, just like us as Gentiles were at once. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place. The man of God sent word to who? The king, the king of Israel, because he knew that Aram, the king of Israel, was fixing to attack Israel. So the man of God said, so the man of God's supposed to have vision. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. Oh, that's not confidence. Say, that's me. that's me. See, that's you. That's not just me. That's what many of us think in this. In some of these ideas of, 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 well, this has to pass. No, that's your job. You're a believer just like me. You're supposed to have a vision about your life. You're supposed to have a vision about your family. You're supposed to have a vision about your ministry. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place Indicated by the man of God, time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. So every time there would be an attack against him, Elisha saw it before he saw it so that it wouldn't happen. 
This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, will you not tell me which one of you is on the other team's side? Which one of you are lying? Which one, do I have an enemy in the camp? I've got a loser. I've got somebody talking against us. What's going on? One of them smart enough in there says, none of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet, is in Israel, tells the king of, Air, of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. That ought to scare you. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching pretty good. Better watch what some of y'all are saying in there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going. I better quit. I better cut this off. Maybe it's because I have to go to the bathroom. That's it. I don't know. Let me leave that alone. Where's my wife? She's not in here, thank God. All right. Go find out where he is. Now, this king's mad. Okay? The king ordered so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He's in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there for one man. But see, he's smarter than you think because he knows what kind of man he's... See, this is what y'all have to understand. The devil knows what a seeing man is like. He doesn't send one or two people which ought to be able to take one man. He sends an army after a man of God. So if you're doing what God wants you to, you better get this. You can see how God wants you to see. Don't be alarmed, but the enemy's coming after you with an army. Don't be afraid. I got the end of the story. They went by night surrounded where Elisha was. When the servant of man of God got up and went out early the next morning, army and with horses and chariots surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? He went to the bathroom right there. Well, he did. He walked outside and went, good, glory to God. Elisha, really, he didn't say that. He said, hot dang, you understand? I would imagine there had to be a sacrifice for some words that he, weren't spo- that he wasn't supposed to say. Come on, somebody. He looked out there, and they were being fixed to be overtaken. I mean, the whole place was surrounded for one man. It's okay. That's a powerful man of God. That's a power. Don't be afraid because God's called you to great things. It's not you that's great. It's the God inside you that's great. And if he's called you to those things, he'll make sure you finish them. Look what he says. Here's what Elisha says. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So he stepped out of the tent and went, oh. Oh. he didn't see the enemy at all. You know what he saw? The angels that were encamped around the enemy. That's what he saw. He didn't see it. You know what we see? All we can do is talk about it. It's happening bad. Why aren't you looking at the angels of God that are surrounded you in this situation? We look at the enemy, and he doesn't even send a force against us. And Elisha prayed. Don't you know? I'm praying this for every one of you in here. Oh, Lord, open our eyes so we may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He saw before he saw. Listen, God will never show you something like that without giving you a solution to it. Long story short, God, God, Elisha calls on God to blind these people. He brings them to Israel. Israel wants to kill them. But Elisha says, we're not killing any of these people. We're going to feed them and send them home. 
And they had no more trouble with them for a long time. They didn't kill their enemy. They blessed them. Imagine that. We got to figure out who's our enemy. We think it's the church. Isn't that a good story? He saw it before he saw it. See, I'm trying to get you to see. He saw it. You said, well, you have a New Testament story? I'm glad you asked. I knew I could hear it. See, I saw it. I heard it before I heard it. Maggie, you were asking. I saw it. You, I, saw, I saw your mind going, I wonder if he can come up with a New Testament. I have one for you. It's really a good one. You ready for this one? This is really the best one I got. I got seven minutes to do it. I can do it. After Je yeah, sure, that's true. I, Jeffrey said, I see that before you said it. So in other words, that means nothing. Okay, he's right. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east to east came to Jerusalem. Do you know these Magi were Gentiles? Isn't that crazy? Jesus is a Jew of mixed blood. He does have some Gentile in him, whether you know if, if you look back through the heritage, he really does. But, I mean, these guys are not Jews coming to see him. These are Gentiles. Have you ever thought about that? They're Gentiles. They're the ones coming to honor Jesus. That's us. Yes. Hallelujah. He saw before he saw that we, as Gentiles, were going to come into the kingdom because the Jews would what? Reject Jesus for our sake. Read in Romans. It'll tell you that. Where is the one who has been born of the king of the Jews? King Herod asked the Magi. We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, moron. They replied, for this is what the prophet has written. You're supposed to know this. In Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler. Somebody say amen. amen. Who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Say amen. amen. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. Get this. And as soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so he wanted to worship him. See what he said? He's talking to a bunch of dumb magicians. He said, listen, what are you all doing? Well, we saw this star, and we want to go find out what this star is all about. Somebody said it's about a guy, somehow, something. Okay, so look, when you find this thing called the Messiah, here's what I want you to do. Come tell me about it, because I'm going to go worship him too. Well, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On, on coming to the house, they saw the child with the mother Mary. Now, he's past the stable. And the stable wasn't a stable like a wooden stable. It was a cave. So when you think of things in Israel like that back in that time period, there wasn't a stable, there wasn't a corral, it was a cave. 
They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Now, I want to bring this to your attention so that you understand even the Gentiles have better sense than most believers, and these Gentiles were, were being led by the Spirit of God. Let me help you. Look at me. I'm, I'm going to rock your world just a little bit. Who did they worship? Mary or Jesus? Jesus. Now, if there was ever going to be a time that she would be lifted up, and be equal to, this would be the time that she would have been lifted up. She was significant. She is blessed. She is important. But I assure you, if it wouldn't have been a Mary, it would have been somebody else God would have found to bear the son. Do you, are you listening to me? The Gentiles even knew who to worship. They saw before they saw. They knew. Now, I'm not through with them yet. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped who? They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, having been warned, so they got to see before they see, because if they would have went back to Herod, what would have happened? We wouldn't have a Messiah today. These are Gentiles. Listen, this is a lost world that God is pouring his spirit in. And they see before they see, what does he want to do with us that are born again? Golly gee, wake up church. Golly gee, let's start seeing like we're supposed to see. Let's start talking like we're supposed to talk. Let's start believing and having faith like he's called us to. If he can call a bunch of MAGA, they don't know where they're going, and he can keep his son safe by rerouting their route because they can see before they see, and you don't need a dream, you got the word. People have so many dreams, I think they're so hard-headed and hard-hearted that God can't use the word. He has to use some kind of dream. Anybody that dreams too much is really probably not as God. I'm not saying he doesn't use dreams from time to time, but not as often as some people think. If he did, then we'd do away with the word. They opened their treasures. When you come to the Messiah, you know if you saw what if you saw before you saw, you'll open your treasures. And having been warned in a dream, they saw before they saw, they returned to their country by another route. Listen to me. That's what we're supposed to be seeing today. You have to see before you see. You have to see before you see. I want you to see this today. I don't want you to go out of here and get in your car and do the same old thing. How many accidents could be prevented if we could see before we see? How many spiritual battles and, and, and things that God is leading us into or away from Could we really actually walk that way if we would learn how to see spiritually? I say yes. Or the Bible's a lie. I just don't think we consider. I don't think we see. I don't think we're interested. I think we've been so overtaken by the world's view and how you're supposed to handle things that this is the way it is. I assure you it's not. I'm calling a church that God wants to be able to show you the things that are in his heart so he can build his kingdom here and we can tell people now because we have a vision of God. Not to make us super spiritual, but to make us super humble. To make us hungry. To make us poor. To make us meek. The Sermon on the Mount. That's what the real church is supposed to be about. Not to get all we can and can't all we get. 
You understand, you won't be remembered for anything that you left except the legacy of your faith. All your material possessions, we all know, are going to do what? They're going to burn up and rot. But that's what we keep going for because every now and then the church gets a message from somebody that's supposed to be spiritual that you're supposed to have all this stuff. Listen, it just irks me when I see these pastors that have these houses that are unbelievable. I just don't think Jesus would have visited any of them. I don't. I think he'd have sold the house and helped the people and had a, a house that he could just live in. I do. I really do. Or, or pastors that have motorcycle collections and car collections and, and, and they're multimillionaires. What are you doing like that? You don't see before you see. That's not who you're supposed to be. The world has infiltrated the church. That's a patty cake. We don't patty cake in here. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> to see in the spirit, you must be born again. Now, I want you to listen to me. I'm finishing. I really am. This means you first repent for your sins and believe in the redemptive work of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. You can't see unless you do. Now, think about it. God can place a spirit on people like he did the Magi, and they can see before they see, and they're worshiping the Savior and don't even know what's going on except by the vision that God's given them. Isn't that cra- that's the craziest story. But y'all just read it like, oh, that's a little kid, the mad guy. No, get it. They saw before they saw who this was. Had to be by the Spirit. Why else would they do what they did? You then confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. You listening to me? Repentance doesn't save you. You hear what I said? doesn't save you. It's a part of the process, but not the end. When you repent, you acknowledge your wrongdoing against God. Then you must understand only Jesus, the perfect Son of God, is the only one who can deliver us from ourselves, the world, and Satan. Jesus died publicly. We get the privilege of expressing our faith in him the same way. Did you get something today? Now I'm going to ask you, are you born again? I just told you how to be born again. Are you born again? Hmm? If you die today, would you go to heaven? Oh, yeah. Everybody does, right? No. Everybody doesn't. Well, I go to church. Doesn't do it. My daddy was a deacon. My daddy was a pastor. My daddy was this. Somebody was this. Somebody was that. Are you born again? Have you actually ask Jesus to become your Lord and Savior. And if that transformation has happened, I assure you the fruit of your life will change. The desires of your heart will change. The walk of your life goes a different direction. Would you bow your head with me? If you have never asked Jesus to be your Savior and Lord, I want you to raise your hand. Don't be afraid. There's no reason to go to hell. I want you to have a vision today before you have a vision. If you're not sure you'd go to heaven if you died right now, I want you to raise your hand. Come on, don't be afraid. I'm not going to make you tap dance up here. I'm just going to pray with you. Anybody. You sure? See, God doesn't just, he has divine appointments in churches. 
And you're here because he called you here today. So if you're here and you're not sure, I shouldn't have to beg you to go to heaven. The enemy just beating the hell out of you to go to hell. So why don't you just receive Jesus? Anybody? All right. Everybody's saved. If you're not, you're holding on to a lost vision. Okay. Let's do this then. How many people want to see it before they see it? If that's you, stand. I don't know about you, but if you're a believer and you don't want to see it before you before it happens, it's going to happen. I want that kind of vision, don't you? And you know what this means when you stand? You're going to start listening to the Spirit of God. You're going to start walking in the Word. Boy, when you walk in the Word, it's so good because it's the Spirit leading you. You're going to get... I love it that all of you are involved in ministry. We probably have a church with more people involved in ministry than I've ever seen in my life, but I want to see more of you get involved. I know that when you allow God to use you, He's not using you, He's using Him in you. And He gets the glory, but you know the real deal. You get to tell the story. Today you're standing because you're saying, I want to see things before they happen. And as a result of that, you're going to have to make preparations to do so, just like I do. You're going to have to read your word. You're going to have to pray. And as you walk life out, you're not walking out the door with your head on cocked sideways and not looking to be able to see what's going on. You're concentrating on the Spirit of God, and you're looking, even as you're driving your car, about what's going to happen. And you're not trying to get so spiritually high that nobody can talk to you. That's not what I'm talking about here, so don't take it that way. I'm talking about you becoming the child of God that he called you to become. So if the enemy is planning something, you hear it, you hear it, and you prepare for it. Just like Elisha. Just like the Magi. If they can do it, Howard, can't we? God's no respecter of persons. Y'all link arms together. Father, I thank you that we have a church that wants to stand and see things before they happen. Because that's what I want to do. I want to see things before they happen. Not so that I can brag about it, but so that you can use me to be a solution because you'll be the answer. I thank you for what you're going to do in every one. I thank you that you're going to show them, but I thank you that they're going to make their part of looking at the Word, telling you when they don't understand, or expressing to you their fear, but also showing them to lift up that staff if it takes all night long or wrestle with that angel all night long. You don't wrestle with an angel, you wrestle with an angel. And you may be wounded in the process, but then you'll learn how to see before you see. Father, I thank you for this day. I pray that everyone that was here received something from you. I pray that in their health they're blessed. We thank you for the miracle with Craig. We thank you for the healing of Deborah. I pray that way because that's what God told me. I thank you for those that have jobs, that their jobs are always there. I pray they're the ones that get raises. I pray for the health of all the families. I pray for the marriages and the families. I pray the men will be men. The women will be 
women because they have great men that treat them like great women. I pray that children will be, be obedient to their parents because they're godly parents. And I pray that we'll be a blessing to this community, that they'll see the love of Jesus in us and that we truly do care for him because right now we want to tell them now. And if we can't say it with our mouth, we at least ought to be able to say it with our actions. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Have a Jesus day. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand clap. Don't forget hang time tonight for the youth.